0: Hello everyone, this is Atat the Backlog, the podcast where I, Mark Kuznez, tries to make a dent in their backlog one game at a time. This episode is all about Prince of Persia The Sands of Time, a game about shooting zombies, wait, that's not what it's about. A game about driving fast cars, wait, that's not what it's about. A game about farming and falling in love, wait... That's not what it's about either. Hold on, now I remember. It's a game about sand, hacking and slashing enemies made of sand, and solving puzzles that, unless my memory is failing me, rarely, if ever, involve sand. But that's basically it, right? That's how it happened. I. What do I know? What I do know, for sure, and terrible jokes aside, is that you fight a lot of enemies with traditional swordplay, solve puzzles with impressive platforming, and use your dagger to rewind time in case you screw up doing either. Prince of Persia The Sands of Time originally came out for Game Boy Advance, apparently, on October 28th, 2003, and then made its way to PS2, PC, Xbox, and GameCube later that year between the months of November and December. Also, I'm pretty sure the Game Boy Advance game is nothing like the rest, and if you have an Xbox One or Series X/S, you can play the original Xbox game via backward compatibility like I did. And let's not forget about the upcoming remake which looks, well, not so hot. So, The Sands of Time is a game many have fond memories of and I even had the honor of interviewing Yuri Lowenthal with my fellow Distributed Failure host back in the day, a name most probably know these days for his work as Peter Parker in Marvel's Spider-Man. Given the amount of love there is for the game, I was really excited to finally play it, but that excitement was eventually destroyed by the game's poor implementation of combat, which ruins the flow and pacing of what is mostly a good, sometimes great, Game. It sucks because, with the little tweaking, the combat could have been solid as well, but the game spoils itself by throwing enemy after enemy after enemy at you, all at once, in the guise that this equates to providing the player with a challenge. It doesn't provide a challenge, only annoyance compounded even more so when the princess, Farah is accompanying you, and not only needs to be protected by you, since she's worthless with her bow, but on the topic of that bow, can inflict friendly fire damage by shooting you instead of one of the enemies, and if you want to run away to catch your breath or drink some water since that is how you heal yourself, don't expect much time to do anything because every enemy is capable of teleporting, and teleport they will. The combat wants nothing more than to overwhelm you and, probably, make you feel like a badass as you take down a mob of enemies all by yourself, but the mechanics aren't up to snuff and only lead to frustration as opposed to satisfaction. In addition to hacking and slashing with your sword and dagger, you can block most attacks and land a counterattack if you time things just right. You can jump over most enemies and knock them down with a few hits from behind, you can use your dagger if you have sand available to sandify them and and take them out with ease, and with a tap of the left trigger, you can slow down time, again, if you have sand available, and take down multiple enemies at once. This all sounds great, right? In theory, it is great, but a few loose screws ends up well, screwing up the combat's potential. The first loose screw is that you have to first knock down an enemy and then stab them with your dagger to kill them for good. If you fail to stab them in time, they will resurrect and be back at full health. You can skip this step by sanctifying them with your dagger right away, but you can only do that so many times before running out of uses, uses you recharge by taking out enemies in the former way. What makes this aspect so frustrating is that, when attempting to put an enemy away for good, you're still vulnerable and, if you're a t- you'll have to try stabbing the down enemy again, not that they'll be your first priority anymore. The lack of iframes when trying to put an enemy down for good is incredibly annoying because enemies don't come at you one at a time like some kind of cheesy martial arts film, they come at you all at once, which also leads to moments when you can't get up or block because one enemy hits you and then another, and then the first one again, and then the second one, and so on until you're dead. I don't have a problem with requiring one to put the final nail in the coffin in order to kill an enemy. I just wish you were protected by iframes while you did it. Another problem with combat, besides the aforementioned chance of getting stuck in an inevitable death loop, is that there are just too many enemies and most encounters go on way too long. The vast majority of combat scenarios went on at least a few minutes too long with me regularly thinking this must be the last of them, right? Only to have multiple waves continue to appear before eventually drying up. It might have been different if the combat was fun, but it isn't. On top of that, the excess of enemies makes focusing on a single enemy difficult and, once you hit a certain point, you'll be fighting against standard enemies who can be jumped over and attacked from behind and elite enemies who you can't jump over no matter how hard you try. This is a problem because it can be hard trying to jump over the enemy you want to jump over when you're being smothered by enemies on all sides. It all just ends up being more of a pain in the ass than it should be and constantly takes away from the positive momentum the game gains every time your platform or solving a puzzle. Also, as I said earlier, your frequent partner in crime, Princess Far, is someone you always have to keep your eye on during combat, both her safety and her affinity towards shooting you in the back with her bow and arrow. Why she can hurt you with her weapon is be on me. But it's a thing and boy oh boy is it an annoying thing. If she takes too much damage and dies, you'll have to restart from the most recent checkpoint just like if you died. Of course, rewinding is an option, but if you don't have the sand or the time, not even rewinding will save you. It's just another reason why the combat in Sands of Time is so disappointing. But on a more positive note, the platforming and puzzles are all pretty much great. Puzzles usually, if not always, rely on platforming in order to complete them, so there's not much reason to talk about them on their own platforming feels great most of the time, but can get frustrating during rare instances where the camera makes it difficult to see both your current position and where you need to go next. You can wall run, wall jump, climb and shimmy across ledges, and swing on poles in order to get to where you need to be. It all feels great and responsive, and it's when you're not being bothered by enemies that the sense of time is able to shine. I love the platforming, even when I'd make a mistake and had to rewind. I always enjoyed both controlling my character, a prince with no name, and watching them do their fancy moves. As far as the story goes, it was fine. The voice acting was solid, and I loved the conceit of it being this nameless prince telling Princess Farah about what happened, but it wasn't particularly memorable outside of that conceit. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. It was good enough and did its job in giving a reason as to why death and retrying felt less gamey than in most games, because... You know, that's not how it would happen. Is Prince of Persia The Sands of Time a bad game? No. But it's also not a good game. The combat just can't help but get in the way of everything that makes The Sands of Time great and that's a bummer. Do I regret playing it? No. Did I hit a bug that almost prevented me from finishing the game? You bet your ass I did. But I got through it thanks to sheer luck and reloading my save multiple times and if you end up playing the game yourself, take that as a lesson to keep multiple saves, just in case you're not as lucky as me. The Sands of Time is a great example of how your weakest link can bring down the whole experience and that's a shame because so much of the game is great. Even visually, thanks to the power of the Xbox One X, the Sands of Time still looks great today. If only the combat wasn't such a disappointment, I would have loved my time with the Sands of time. Anyway, that will do it for this here episode of Attack the Backlog. Once again, I am Mark Krishnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Sausage Podcast, and Amazingly Baca, all of which are available on podcast services across the globe. You can also check out the art I make on the site, and if you see something you like, you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash PXS and support us that away. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this her episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. <coughs> <coughs> I could have been... You not Then it's true. He was a traitor. Take this. Return it to your father's treasure vault. Guard it well. I owe you thanks. But why did you invent such a fantastic story? Do you think me a child that I would believe such nonsense? I said I owe you thanks. You presume too much. story. Do you think me a child, that I would believe such nonsense? You're right. It was just a story. Wait! I don't even know your name. Just call me Kakulukia